The Hungry Mart is just your average convenience store by day. But when the sun goes down and the city sleeps, two lazy employees use the graveyard ship to waste time and talk Pokemon. Harry and Jaden are here to ignore customers and give their opinions. So relax, grab a snack, and kick your feet up on the counter, because this is The Leftovers Podcast. Okay, so on today's episode, we're talking Pokemon X and Rewind. Haha, <laughs> yes. We're going back to Generation 6 with X and Y, mm-hmm. talking about that um, and all kinds of different features of that, talking mm-hmm. specifically X and Y, as the title implies. Uh, we will right. maybe touch into Oris. A little bit. Um, but just to familiarize you guys with us, I'm Jaden. And I'm Harry. Um, my favorite Pokemon game, just for reference to kids that know me, my favorite is Sapphire. Gen 3 is my favorite generation. Harry? Mine is Platinum, um, and I'm a Gen 4 person. Right now it's kind of it's kind of the in thing to be like a Gen 4 person, but I've been this way my whole life, so don't come at me with your darn fake Gen 4 fan woes, all right? And we started playing the game, both of us, with um, Fire Red, actually. Yeah, yeah, both of us at the same one. Yeah, so, and this is just a personal project. Um, we're wanting to sit around talk Pokemon. Yeah, and we figured you guys might want to listen. Yeah. And, I mean, we don't want to do our jobs anyway, so <laughs> it works, works out for all of us. Right, exactly. Um, so let's see. So the reason we want to talk Gen 6, um, even with Gen 8 being the newest game uh, coming out, mm-hmm. is because um, we view Gen 6 as kind of the sister generation to right. Generation 8. Right. Um, it had came out on the 3DS, which was cutting-edge technology at the time, and 3D models. <laughs> cutting-edge, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, cutting-edge for, like, portable devices, maybe not even, but... Yeah. I mean, 3D it models... It was the new console. Yeah. 3D models had been used uh, in portable for, like, PlayStation Portable right. um, already, so it wasn't super cutting-edge, but it was cutting-edge for Nintendo to have 3D models for a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk about it. Um, it's just kind of that same idea of bridging into a new generation of consoles and like really taking that big step when it comes to graphical capabilities and like what the engine can do. There's no way on any planet that X and Y could have run on a DS. Some people would say otherwise about Sword and Shield running on a 3DS. But that's not our topic of the day. So it's just that kind of idea of, like, the first stepping stone into a new console generation. And a lot of the controversies surrounding the removal of 2D sprites, uh, replacing them with 3D models, is uh, kind of reminiscent of what we have right now (laughs) with the deck. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. Um, So that's just some of the reasons we connect to the two. Mm -hmm. Um, So And just personally, I think... We both agree that we've been having a lot of nostalgia for it recently. Yeah, for some reason, I associate November with Pokemon Y. Um, I guess it came out in November of that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so every November, I get some Pokemon Y nostalgia. There's a big portion of the game that feels very fall. And obviously, it's like the town with the Pokeball Factory yeah. and the Fairy Gen. Laver. Laver, right. Um, and that one... Obviously, it's just screams fall because it's that's the color palette. But something about the whole setting and just the different things to the atmosphere, the atmosphere, right? They really kind of gave it this autumnal experience. It may just be kind of my like rose tinted glasses. Autumnal experience. Autumnal, right? 
at least for me, uh, Pokemon Y came out after a hiatus for me from Pokemon. I had played White once um, and then gotten rid of it uh, and then kind of took a break for a while uh, and then got Y um, the November that it came out. So there was a brief hiatus for me. Um, and that was me, my revival back into the series was Y. And I had played a lot of White, but I didn't play any Black or White 2. Um, and neither, n- neither of us did. So in some sense, I was on a similar hiatus, just kind of by virtue that I didn't play the game of the last year. Or was that two years? I can't remember. Obviously, I didn't play Black or White 2, so I don't remember exactly when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, either 2011 or 12. But for that reason, it was just, it was almost like a coming back. I was still just in that same anticipation. I had been playing white and platinum still up until that point, but there was something different about the the launch of X and Y that felt like really, you know, coming back to the series for whatever reason. Um, getting into some of the platform details, uh, how did you feel about the 3D models? I was really excited. Um, I don't know how necessarily I feel about them completely replacing 2D sprites. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited at the time, though. How, do you remember how you felt? Oh, I was definitely excited at the time. I think there was just kind of, as opposed to the controversies we have now, where there's a lot of different talking heads and argument, the detractors seemed more of a vocal minority, and most people were just excited to be like, okay, it's finally... Obviously, we had had a console games up until that point, like Coliseum or Battle Revolution, where... There were plenty of 3D models, and they looked pretty good, but this was, like, the first fully 3D handheld experience, and I was stoked on it. I couldn't wait to see all my po- favorite Pokemon in 3D, just to be able to play a game that feel, felt a little more lived in just because of the, you know, the t- literal dimensionality of the models they were using. Um, I wasn't entirely thrilled about the 3D models that I saw of the environments and the characters, we can talk a little bit more about that if you want, or if you just want to stay on the Pokemon. Yeah. Right now, just the Pokemon. Um, uh, I, yeah, I think that I was super stoked. Um, more to just see how it was handled. Um, certain Pokemon, like, they massacred my boy with Marshtomp. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took him, such a lively little boy, and then made him stare into the void forever. And that was kind of sad. Um, but I do think... At the time, I was very excited. And there's sort of a roughness to it that I appreciate now. Um, I think just the idea of it being very rough and unpolished, by our standards now, feels very warm to me. Mm. Um, Almost like some of the people have nostalgia for the older sprites Mm -hmm. of Gen 1, even though we kind of think they look a little monstrous. Right. Um, Just that, like, unpolished, that, like, exploring territory and... Having the rough edges, I think, is a little um, like interesting and nostalgic for me. I don't really have that same kind of endearment to it. Mm. I far prefer a lot of the model work in the future 3DS games, and just for the reason they're not as rough. And I don't know if that's just because I was looking for a more technically advanced game. I don't think I was at the time. I was just excited to be playing Pokemon. But I definitely don't get that... that same kind of quality from them. It's interesting to me that you do. Mm. Yeah, I think there's just something like heartwarming about the game not being perfect, which is something that I... Which is odd, because I 
have that same feeling wholeheartedly for games out of like the Nintendo 64 era. Mm. I love the look of those games as like bad as they are objectively. Pokemon Snap is a little right, tough, but yeah, and just and just any any game for that Stadium. era. 64, uh, Super Mario 64, I, I should say, definitely is like. I think that game looks amazing. It doesn't. Like, I know it doesn't. It looks Do awful. Oof noise. Yeah. Mario 64 oof.wave, but also, I just love it. I love the way it looks. So, it's it's strange to me that I have that association with other games, but for some reason, I didn't. I don't necessarily with X and Y. I would say there's some areas of the game that I feel that. Mm. Like, I really love the, the route before you get to Lumios, like that first route where it's like hedges, hedge mazes. I love that route so much, and I get that same, like, because obviously the fountain is not perfectly round, and the there's a little bit of jagginess on, like, the bushes, um, and that, to me, is, like, that same kind of mental good good spot that I hit with Mario 64. That mental good spot. Right. Um, but for the majority of the game, no, and especially not on the Pokemon models, because I think because they're rendered in their little like battle engine or what have you they're a lot smoother so it's actually easier for me to see like imperfections in a weird way mm. i think the last thing that i want to discuss um moving into an eight dimensional grid and skates yeah um, that was something i did so many pirouettes with those skates people hate the skates i love the skates i love the skates skates in every pokemon game please honestly it was a weird way to kind of implement full 3D motion instead of just like, and I think that's why people got upset about it. It's like, why can't we just walk like this? Because skates are freaking cool. All right. Yeah, because skates are fun. Yeah. Okay. You dummies. You Tom. <laughs> yeah, I know about your skate hatred. You s- skate hater. I've also never been someone who like super hated the grid system. Mm. Um, I just don't understand why. I get that drive to have Pokemon Go, like, open world, to get it more into what we would consider, like, make Pokemon a modern game. That's, like, the idea. Mm. I don't know. I think the grid system works for the kind of game that Pokemon is. Yeah. It doesn't need it, which has been shown clearly, but I also wasn't, like, clamoring to get rid of it. I think it was, like, a pleasant surprise. I think it should be optional. I think that'd be fun to, like, have the skates as, like, an optional item in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, like, as an alternative to running shoes. I don't know. Perhaps. Maybe, maybe there could be, like, an acrobike, mock bike situation. You have running shoes. Make you go real fast. Like Sonic the Hedgehog speed. But mm-hmm. then you could also have pirouettes on skates. I would like it. I would always go for a pirouette. No, what we need, what we need is the, the skateboard that was cut from Gen 2. We need that so I can Skate- be a skater boy. Skateboard. Pokemon skateboard. Tony okay. Hawk. Pokemon. We, yeah. What we do is an extreme game variant of Pokemon, where it's roller rollerblades versus skateboards. Yeah. We call it Tony Talon Flames po, mm. pro, pro Skate. Right. Yes. But it's just a Pokemon game where yeah. one has a skateboard and one has rollerblades. Yes. Um. And they're racing, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Five Ds, but Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're. <laughs> <laughs> one guy's on a skateboard throwing out Pokemon and the other one is on rollerblades. I feel like for some reason the rollerblades has the advantage in this because they have more range of motion. Yes. But I don't care because skateboards are cooler. Yeah, well, okay, there is the style. Can you do a 720 on rollerblades? Didn't think so. If you're trying hard enough. I think you would die. 
Um, someone now is going to link me a video of someone doing like a 1080, and I'm going to be very upset. I used to have a skating game, um, and just the names of skateboarding tricks, they're always like, a triple mix stanky. like, <laughs> I never learned how to do Christ Air, and I'm very upset about that. Anyway, we're getting on a wild tangent about skateboarding games. Okay, so we are officially changing the podcast to be about skateboarding. Right, but still Pokemon. Pokemon still skateboarding. Pokemon skateboarding. Just, it's just a pitch. It's Haunt Edge, but with wheels. Yeah. <laughs> nice little... Okay, so we're segueing now. Right. Transition. <laughs> into um, talking about X and Y specifically as games and not as a product on a platform. Right. Um, so, obviously, X and Y introduced the Kalos region, which mm-hmm. is based mm-hmm. on northern France. France. Avignon. Um, and the central game, there's a hub in this one. Um, there's usually a large city. Right. Not usually a hub, though. Um, Not really. Gen 5 did have a hub city. Well, it's weird because it, like, wanted to be a hub city, but, the like, the main game loop was outside of the hub city. Whereas Kalos is built in like a wheel around right. that city. Right. Um, and the random construction thing. We can talk about that if you thought that was an interesting way of blocking. No. Um, I When I was playing through that, I was like, this is the dumbest reason they could have given for this. Like, I would have taken the stupid, like, the people that just block you and are like, well, you don't have this gym badge. Yeah. For some reason, that makes more sense to me. Because if the system of gyms is already implemented into the world, there's going to be people who say, these Pokemon are really strong. You probably shouldn't be going in this area yet. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I was always disappointed with the construction element. Yeah, I thought, and we'll get to the Pokemon restaurants later, but with the restaurants then being like, you are not strong enough. You are not, like, (laughs) fancy enough to eat here. I was really about to do a really offensive French accent, so we're just going to... We're going to refrain from doing as many offensive accents as we can. Um, Unless it's Southern. And then we'll do it, because we can. You want some sweet tea? Well, I can. (laughs) Harry can (laughs) make fun of the Ohioans. Oh, shush. Ohioans? Well, according to them, they just speak normally, so... (laughs) Just speak normal. Okay, moving on. To the Ohio region. Of no. Pokemon. Okay. Um, so, how do you feel about music uh, with the Kalos region? I thought the music was outstanding. Lumio City theme. I... Really good. It's a mixed bag for me. I think there are some really, really good songs, and some of them are a little forgettable for me. I don't particularly write, like most of the route themes. Mm, they're not really super memorable. Um... But seriously, they're like cue, like Lumios, like bop, and you know, like you're uh-huh. just, you just get it, you know. See, I because of reasons we'll get to later, I have an association with that with just circling around the the tower for hours trying to hatch eggs, oh. and so that particular piece of music, and then also the d- daycare route music, yeah. are just burned into my head. Mm. I, th- I also like um, Lavaire's city theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked um, Silage City. Mm, yes. That's one of the better ones. I like Silage City's theme. I can't, gosh, this is awful. I can't, I'm so bad with names, but I can't remember the Psychic Gym town. But that one I like the music on too. 
there's I don't know. There's several pieces of music that I really really like from XMR, and then several that are just like window dressing. I don't understand why they couldn't have done something better. Anastar City. Anastar. Anastar's pretty good. It's kind of ambient. It's cool. Yeah. I just like Anastar in general. And then going on from that, themes and team flair, life, death, rebirth, fashion, beauty, arts, acting, Diantha, Lysander, Lysandre. We got them all in the mix. We got them all. We got it all going. We have a big bird. He's in shape of a Y. We have a big deer, X. We have the snake that they didn't do anything with. He's Sell Sadly, from Dragon Ball Z, but I he's like also him so much. He's also like a god of equilibrium yeah. or something. Anyway, um, so themes. Yeah, I personally felt that the themes were a little bit muddied, especially in the story, with the fact that they kind of had to shoehorn either life or death into the same story, mm-hmm. depending on whether or not you were playing X and Y. And just for clarity's sake, both of us only played Y. So we don't know exactly what the X story is like, but I've seen bits and pieces of it. And it, to us, it seems like it fits better with Y, because you've got this, you've got Lysander trying to use this weapon of destruction. Yeah, and you've got literally the Pokemon of destruction in mm-hmm. the Eveltal, and its energy being harnessed as the ultimate weapon. But then you have the idea of a Pokemon that's like, it's ultimately life. Yeah, it's like giving life, and that's somehow a negative thing. I, I don't remember exactly how they go about explaining it. It I just mean, seemed odd. We're probably going to get a comment. It's like, you plebeians, if you only understood the intricacies of Xerneas, <laughs> you would understand that life is too precious to create right, life. Right, uh, whatever. Whatever. Deathbird works better. Deathbird's the better Pokemon. Deathbird has Oblivion Wing. We're into Deathbird. Technically, Xerneas is the much better Pokemon competitively. I don't care. Deathbird, my friend. Geomancy. Oh, Geomancy. Anyway. Team Flare itself, I like Lysander. I think he's interesting. Ultimately forgettable. Yeah, and Team Flare itself wasn't doing much for me. A lot of people really like the Gen 5 team and Getsis. Plasma. Say what you will about Plasma. Say what you will about Getsis. Um, I like them. Yeah, and, and Getsis is really memorable. You don't really forget Getsis. Right. Maybe his name. It's weird. But, like, you remember his appearance. Right. His character design's really spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lysander, kind of forgettable. He's got, like, the bald forehead. He's got, like, a lion head. Yeah, but he's got a coatee. He's got, like, a suit. Um, I just didn't... His design was kind of weak. He was like Giovanni, but not. Mm-hmm. I really like the way he appears in the final battle. Where he has that those weird like it, it was it came out of nowhere like and the it, snatchers yeah like what were those but also I, it just gave him something else and mm-hmm. I appreciated it I really like how he like tore the visor off when he was done with the battle I don't know I th- I think they would have been better if they weren't like utterly decimated by Team Skull in the next game. Honestly. And they're, they're sandwiched between two of the most popular teams. Right. Two teams that I personally love. Jaden has feelings about Plasma, obviously. But... Yeah. I'm, I'm into Skull, though. Yeah, really Skull, Skull. Skull is so good. I don't think anyone can say any different. They weren't goofy enough for me. My favorite team is Aqua, followed by Skull. Aqua for nostalgia reasons. Flare falls and it's not serious enough to be taken seriously. They're not goofy enough to be funny yeah. and entertaining. Yeah. They're just kind like, of... what's with the whole fashion thing? 
What is that really? Which one of the themes is fashion? One of the themes of the games is fashion. Right. Diantha's but they don't take that far role. enough. No, they don't. I think that they, if they wanted to do that, they should have made Lysander more over the top. Put more in his character design outfit. Make, make Lysander a fashion model. And be, he's like... Be brave. Right. And he is trying to make the world beautiful because he literally can't see anything else. He like looks at the world and he's like, oh my gosh, it's so ugly. I am the most beautiful person. Let's do something about this. Team player, let's go. Instead, it's kind of this weird like... Oh, I want to purify the world. Oh, like connection to thousands of years in the past. Oh. And for that, Team Flair just kind of goes by the wayside. Most of the time when you're like meeting Team Flair for the routine little conflicts, I, you don't really understand why they're doing the things they do. Like, why are they in the cave? Why are they going to the Pokeball factory? They give reasons. I know they give reasons. But if... I, as a player, can't remember the reasons, then does it really matter? Yeah. I think Malva could have been a more interesting leader of the team. Mm-hmm. like, And to have her almost like Giovanni infiltrated the system. Mm-hmm. Um, but to instead, she's just kind of a side addition to Team Flair. And there's part of that that I like, though. I like Malva not being the big bad because she... It shows that there's a little more nuance to the evil teams, I suppose, in that, like, there's people of influence who adhere to those same tenants. Maybe they're not they're not admins, so they don't get, I don't know, whatever the Pokemon equivalent of arrested is. They just yeah. disappear. Looker comes and makes them disappear. Yeah, Looker comes and fades them out of existence. Thanos, no. Right. Um... So that pretty much covers uh, the region. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite city that stands out to you? Anastar, I guess? <sighs> Probably Laver. I Laver is just the best city in the game. I also, for some reason, really love Laver. There's a really... Okay, th- there's a town that I love that should be super forgettable because there's literally nothing in it other than a useless train station and a Pokemart, and I can't even remember the name. But I love that town, and I can't tell you why. It's the dumbest town in all of Pokemon. It's the one with the Durants and the Heatmores, right? Um, it's around that area, yeah. Gotcha. Um, I, I don't know. There's something we about it. We also both irrationally love the aquarium. Yes. The stupid little aquarium in... in um, Near Silage. Yeah, Silage. It's the best... It's like the best thing in the game. Why is it the best thing in the game? I don't know. But it's amazing. And it's we, so good. I literally, like, went to that aquarium and just stared at the fish for a while. Yeah. It's relaxing. <laughs> and in terms of... Pokemon. Right. This is a Pokemon podcast. They coexist with these fish in the aquarium. <laughs> uh, we've talked about these the legendaries. filthy fish. We talked about the legendaries. Uh, one of the legendaries that we talked about was Xerneas, mm-hmm. who was the first fairy-type legendary. Yeah. Because the fairy-type was added. Yeah. How did you feel about that at the time? I loved it. I was totally into it. Um, I would probably never not be excited about a new type being added because I personally think of it as in competitive diversity and, like, the ways that it can shake up the meta. But then also, just even in, like, routine gameplay, thinking about the ways it can change and the new opportunities for Pokemon creation. Mm. I am totally on board for there to be a stupid sound type. I want a food type. I want cosmic type. I don't care. I want it all. Cosmic type could be interesting. I don't know about food or sound. I don't know if I'm on board for that. I want food, okay? Think about, like, meatball Pokemon. We can talk about Perspective types at some point. <laughs> right. But I think, yeah, I was super down for fairy type to be added. I was really into it. Um, Sylveon, 
It's probably one of my top three evolutions. Mm. Sylveon's just really... It's got probably one of the best shinies. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Flabebe um, as a fairy type. I like Flabebe in general. I like Flabebe. I'm not, I'm not into the evolutions. Every time I play, why? I have a Flabebe on my team, and I get them all up to a Florgus. Florgus. Through my first playthrough, I definitely used a Sylveon because I was like, I am, this thing looks cool and cute. I didn't know how to evolve it for the longest time. I think it's really dumb that they separated the Pokemon Ami stat with the Affection stat, but I was so down on Sylveon, and I used one for my team, and I don't... For that reason, there's really no other Pokemon that I associate more with the Fairy-type than Sylveon, and I have a hard time using any other uh, Fairy-type on my team when I play through X or Y. Hmm. Well, Y. I'm super... Not into most of the Pokemon that got the fairy type added to them from past gens either. I just don't really... I'm not a Jigglypuff fan. Like, I'm not into using a Mr. Mime. Clefable, I'm glad, is not normal. This is... Yeah, I'm I'm into that. I think it just fits so perfectly. I don't think the Azuril line needed fairy added. Uh, it made them... It made them very strong, but did they need it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it fits thematically. I would have rather had new Pokemon that were fairy than them getting fairy. Yeah, and like thinking about the new Pokemon we we did get, it's like Sylveon and then the Florgus line, and both of those are pretty good. And then we have like Slurpuff, who's like, eh. I'm not a big Slurpuff, but okay, Spritzy? Spritzy's great. I like Spritzy. Aromatisse, boo-boo child. I still like Aromatisse. Bad, no. You're wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, um, that's the end of the no, I'm kidding. Um, I really liked uh, Aromatisse. Um, I thought that they were just so fitting. What other... Were there any other fairy... Well, Mawile. I loved that Mawile got the fairy type. And really? Clefki. What am I doing here? Clefki's one of my favorite Gen 6 Pokemon. I know people hate it. I don't give a rat's behind. Clefki is amazing. I will defend it till the moon and back. Fiercely jingles its keys. I will fiercely jingle my keys at you if you just... Dislike Clucky. Right, exactly. Gardevoir got the fairy type. Yes. I was extremely happy about that. I felt a little felt a little intruded upon as a Gen 3 person, but then I got over it, and I was like, wow, fairy wow. works so well with Gardevoir. I think it would have been cool if the um, like the twin line to Gardevoir mm-hmm. also got the fairy typing. I guess it just doesn't make sense for them. You know, the tell line. Oh, yeah. I think it could have been interesting if they also I, got I mean, fairy. at this point, flipping Galarian Weezing as the fairy type, so anything could be fairy type, even though there's reasons for that. Mm. Fairy is almost like a purity type, I would interpret it almost. Right. I, mean, I, would, I think Gothitelle would be kind of cool with fairy type, but anyway. Yeah. I think, I don't know, if I were back in time, back in 2014, mm-hmm. I would probably add fairy types in different Pokemon. But I don't think any of them were outrageous. No, no. I wasn't, like, upset. It, it would have been strange if they had, like, given Weezing a fairy type <laughs> back time. then. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I think all of the decisions made sense. Yeah, I think... And then it just got to be more wild from there. But that's... I like I like the wild ones. So. I would have given Skitty fairy type, probably. Skitty and yeah. Delcati. I think that they would have deserved it. Yeah. I want to see a regional variant of Skitty. Make I it don't. happen, Game Freak. Don't care. I love Skitty. You can. Skitty's my precious baby. I mean, all the Gen 3 Pokemon are my precious babies. I will defend them. I will give them regional variants. Personally. <laughs> um, and then, 
fossil Pokemon, the Aurorus mm-hmm. and Tyrant. Loved both of them. I had Tyrant grow on me. Mm-hmm. I used Aurorus. I evolved it. I put it in the box. Never touched it. Um, I don't really use Tyrant. I just think there's other dragon types. I think there's other rock types. I'm... I think you're a fool. Okay. There is only one dragon rock type. I mean, there is. And it, it he's wonderful. I mean, I guess it's just I don't super like Tyrannosaurs. But, I mean, I think that they're not bad. Mm-hmm. I miss them. I miss fossil Pokemon. Yeah, me too. Um, and there's, like, rumors floating around. There, there's there's certain things about certain fossil Pokemon in certain games that are coming out on the same day as this podcast. And they may not be corroborated right now. But they may be corroborated later. And they may be really strange. They may be really weird and make me want to cry. But that's okay. But, I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not a guy who uses fossil Pokemon. I like Cronidos. I like Bastiodon. I like Rapardos. Mm-hmm. I like Shieldon. I like... My favorite fossil Pokemon is Armaldo, mm-hmm. because he has a suave, stylish name. <laughs> but I'm not super big on Cradley or Lilip or Ammonite, mm-hmm. uh, Amastar. And we can talk about plenty of fossil Pokemon on another, another time. But yeah. in terms of the Gen 6 fossil Pokemon, I love both of them. I just love dinosaurs. I, I love the ice rock combination. Okay. I think that was really cool with Aurorus. I loved Ice Rock. I loved the, like, Aurora main mm-hmm. they gave it. That mm-hmm. was really creative to me. They did a lot of cool things with Aurorus. It's not good in battles. And it's it's a shame. Are there any that we talked about so far that, like, you think were just not memorable, were super it, memorable, favorite new additions to that region, least favorite new additions? I think all of the ones that were added were really solid. I don't think there are any yeah. that just... It's, it's kind of style... Well, not style, but... Sufficiency over substance? Mm-hmm. Or, ooh, what am I trying to say here? Quality they, over quantity? Right, wow, that took me a while. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> wait, yes, wait. they did. They only added 72, which is a relatively small number in terms of regional additions, but I think most of them were, were good. I also think that most of Gen 5 was good, even though they added the most. Mm. Regardless, there's not... Obviously, I'm not a fan of Aromatisse, and Slurpuff is kind of lukewarm. In terms of really trying to think about Pokemon that I was not hot on for Gen 6, I don't really like Furfrow. I'm not the biggest fan of the Pancham line. Um, mm. But most of them, I'm I'm pretty into. I think maybe Barbarical I don't like as much either. I love all the Halloween-themed Pokemon. I don't know why we got like a bunch of them, but... Uh, you know, Pumpkaboo and Trevenant, both of those lines. Yes, Phantom. Yes. Yeah, I think that most of them are really strong in my opinion. Um, Hunnage, Doublade. Oh I, my gosh, I love that line so much. I think Doublade took a downturn with Aegislash. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been cool if you could have gone... Three swords. Yeah, well, no, I think it would have been cool if you could have gone down the line of, like, a sword and then two swords or Aegislash. I think it would okay. be cool if Dublade and Aegislash were equally powerful, but with one, you were trading off attack to get defense. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be cool if it was more of a split tree. Um, I'm not necessarily against the way they did it. Um, I just think I would have done it differently. Uh, I, I really love Aegislash as it is. I, mm. th- it's kind of weird that it goes from two swords to one, I, but I don't know. I think, too, the Fletchling uh, Talonflame line was really interesting. Fletchender also. Right. One of the strongest regional bird lines. And it had a fire type. Yeah. Was, 
epic. <laughs> epic, bro. Yeah, I love... He's just vibing, dude. Okay, but Talonflame is literally just vibing. It's literally just... Except when it got gale wings, and then it wasn't vibing. Because... Rip, rip the vibe. Rip the vibe of Fletcher. Yeah, and then they just totally nerfed gale wings to all... Beans. To all beans in Gen 7. Anyway. I think that, too, um, ghost types were probably the people that benefited most mm-hmm. in Gen 6. Mm-hmm. I also think that um, fairy, obviously. Yeah. Because that's its foundational generation. Uh-huh. Um, Steel and Dark got some reworkings uh, with the that's way they true. interact with each other. That's true. Steel got a huge nerf. Mm-hmm. Um, and in turn, Dark kind of got a buff, not only because of the Steel negation, but also because Knockoff got buffed. And then all of a sudden you wanted to stab Knockoff everywhere. Anyway, I think those those reworks were necessary because if Steel resisted Fairy, Ghost, and Dark... All at the same time, it would have been really dominant on the Pokemon like Scizor. Mm-hmm. I think that it's fair that they got rid of those. They didn't really make much sense to begin with. Mm-hmm. They were really... I assume they were there for balancing, but I'm not I'm not too sour over that, especially since Dark is one of my favorite types. Um, and then one of the things with Pokemon uh, that got added was Mega Evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, that big anime boy. Everyone wanted more evolutions. They wanted fourth evolutions. You know what they got? They got Mega Evolutions. Yes. I was a little sour about it. going to be honest, the first time I played it, I was a little upset. I thought that it was kind of weird. Um, I remember people in my class talking about Mew 3 being released. <laughs> Right, that was before we had confirmation of what Mega Evolution was. Yes, and they saw uh, Mega Mewtwo Y, and we're like, why is Mew, right, right. Why is Mew 3 a baby? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Mega Evolution, looking back on it, probably one of my top regional gimmicks, or generational gimmicks, mm-hmm. I guess, um, whenever you compare it to the one that we have, the, well, the two that have been confirmed recently, which was, right. of course, you had uh, Z-moves. And then Gigantamaxing. Right. I think that I I would argue that Mega Evolution is probably the best out of the set. I am totally in love with Mega Evolution. Mm-hmm. I was so excited when it got confirmed and really wish it had stuck around and Game Freak had done something to maybe polish it up and make sure it wasn't. Because what it ended up becoming is like, you just always have to have a Mega. And like also Megas became kind of like a one-hit win button in mm-hmm. the story. They could have done things, in, but instead of, you know, trying to make things better with Megas, they just moved on. It's whatever. I've come to my peace with that. But I super love Mega Evolutions, mostly because they just give older Pokemon new designs. And I love, you know, it's almost like speculative evolutions. You know, it's seeing what these Pokemon could look like in a new form or new stage. And I always love that. I am, there's a... In Pokemon, I really love those stupid little mini sprites that you see in the menus. Mm. Those, for some reason, those really hit one of those like good mental spots in my brain. Yeah. And so the fact that Megas had their own unique ones really appealed to me mm. for some reason. I was upset when they took those unique sprites out of Let's Go Pikachu. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. And then um, you and I have different opinions on Charizard. Yeah. You like yeah. Charizard X? Yeah, I do. Because you have taste. I like Charizard Y because I'm a filthy human. Uh, actually... I would argue it's the other way around. Yeah? I mean, one's better in competitive, but one's more popular. Eh, yeah, X is way more popular. Yeah, X is more popular. Yeah. Y is better in competitive. One has drought, one's a dragon type. 
everyone wants Charizard. Finally, oh, he finally got his dragon. Let type. him be who he wants to be. It, it was so frustrating. I never was someone. I love Charizard, but I was never someone who was advocating for him to get a dragon type. I just didn't care. I, and people, when Charizard Y got announced, they were like, "Oh, where's the dragon type? Where's the dragon type?" They finally got it, and yes, I did end up falling in love with Charizard X. I love the coloration. I just love everything about it. Yeah, I I don't know. I like Charizard Y better. He's got that, like, jagged feel to him. Mm. Like, tattered. I think it mm-hmm. looks really cool. I just picture him, like, like triumphantly on top of some, like, castle ruins mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I think it looks really cool. I think the Charizard X is also cool. I have a Charizard X plushie. Kind of. Kind of. Pikachu's wearing his skin. <laughs> right. Um, Pikachu has skin to make a Charizard. And I don't know. I think the black and the blue flames is cool. Yeah. I'm um, not even going to lie about that. But I think overall, Y is just my favorite aesthetically, mm-hmm. usability-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used Mega Blastoise during my playthrough. And I tend to choose Mega Blastoise whenever I play through. But that's because I'm a blue person, not a red person. Do you remember your Mega Kanto? Oh, it was definitely Charizard. Gotcha. And I was playing Y, so it was Mega Charizard Y. Yeah. Um, Mewtwo X, Mewtwo Y. I think Mewtwo X is pointless. And I'll say it. I think, why you give the it's man... dumb. Why you give the man defense stat? Why you give him attack stat? What are you doing? It, I kind of got what they were going for. They were like, we're going to make one really specially offensive and the other one really physically offensive. Yeah, but you take a Pokemon that already has a head start and, like, special attack and special defense and then you boost that. Yeah. And you're like, what if we detract and put in attack and defense? Yeah. I know, people out there, I know that Mega Charizard X has his uses. I know this. But I think he's dumb. I don't like it. You're talking about Mewtwo. Mega Mewtwo X. Yeah. He has his uses. I don't like it. I like yeah. why. I yeah. like him being a tiny baby. I, <laughs> I just don't think... The, the Mega Mewtwo X design is not strong. No, it's like he's... The Y like, one is cool. It like really is like, this is like psychic energy, like all concentrated in its head. And, yeah, and, they're, and he's like an alien. Yeah. And then they were like, this is Mega Mewtwo X. He got like weird muscles. And like... Bumpy. And he's stretchy. He's stretchy bumpy. That's what they did. That's what they did to him. It's bad. Yeah, so we're we're both Y boys on that one. We're not one hundred percent. Um any disliked mega evolutions? I know that you're very hmm. fond fond on mega evolutions. You know, Wasn't a huge fan of Ampharos or Houndoom. Houndoom they just kinda gave him some more bones. I like mm. Houndoom. I wish they would have done more with it. I think that I th- I like it. I do think it could be made more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Penser as a Mega. What I, the heck? I think that he's... <sighs> You're a fool. Design-wise, he's just outclassed by Scyther. And it puts him in this weird thing where, like, he's still that, like, third-choice bug compared <laughs> to, like, Scyther and Heracross. Scizor. Yeah, Scizor. Scizor and Heracross. Oopsies. But Oopsies. Yeah, I just think that he's... His typing's good. Aerialate's good. Mm-hmm. I just think that he's a little uh, outclassed by Mega Scizor and Mega Heracross. Yeah, I get it. I definitely understand. Um, as far as, like, a favorite, I don't know. It's really tough for me to decide. I really like so many of the Megas. And my my favorite Mega didn't come until... Horus. Oh, wait. No, no, no. What am I saying? I know what my favorite Mega is. My favorite is Mega Lucario. I love the way it looks. It looks, like, just wild and powerful, and, like, the, the the edges are jagged, and it's cool, and yes, I really appreciate it that they just give you a Mega Lucario. Okay. 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 Yeah, I mean, mine didn't come to Auras. Um, my favorite's Mega Metacham. Um, Mega Metacham was an X and Y. 
Was it? Yeah. I never got it. Interesting. Strike strike for strike me. Strike that from the record. Yeah. Uh, followed closely, because I do love Gen 3 so much, I love Mega Glalie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he just opens his mouth. <laughs> okay, but it's good, though. He has, like, a beard. Yeah, I love Mega Camerupt. We have a customer blasting music outside. You probably can't hear it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, you can. maybe you can. If you, if you can, if you, listen you closely, can enjoy it. If you anyway. listen with your heart. Right. We should probably move on. Even spend a lot of time on Megas. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting topic. Um, I think so. But we could probably talk for an hour on Mega Evolution. Um, and then X and Y introduced different types of battles, mm-hmm. um, some of which we think are good, some of which we think are bad. Horde encounters, I hated. All it did was lag my screen. I mean, I know that it <laughs> helped you hunt shinies. I don't do that. Neither, um, neither of us are shiny hunters. Yeah, I don't have the patience. Um, and really, it just lagged so much until you got down to, like, two. Um, and that was... It was, it was just annoying. And it just you, felt like a waste of time. If you could pick one to catch or something, yeah, that would have been so much better. But it's like you no, had to you take do. down all the other ones, and yeah, uh, it, it was just long. and they're not high level because there's so many of them. We know lots of people like horde battles. I know from many months and years of experience EV training Pokemon, they're very helpful for that. Do I care? No, they're dumb. Don't really like them. Yeah, I think, good idea, poor execution. I think that they perfected the Horde concepts with the SOS calling mm. in Gen 7. I really like the SOS calling. Yeah. Um, they also did inverted battles, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, it changes viability slightly for certain yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. I don't think wildly. I don't, I don't know if there's like an inverted like tier list. That'd be interesting to look at. Interesting. Someone send us an inverted tier list. Right. Um, Sky Battles. Never <laughs> really did them. I did, like, one or two. <laughs> they're the most useless, dumb thing. I, I mean, don't get why they're even in the game. I guess I guess the idea is, like, here's some bird Pokemon. We're going to, like, take them out of their current roles and yeah. make them their own thing. Levitate's also there. I just think it's odd. It's, it's bad. I don't... I wasn't super into this. So these the are... game like barely called attention to it. You could have gone through the whole game without doing a single sky battle, and you wouldn't have known the wiser. Yeah, and I mean, but I think these are the most negative opinions we have of the battles. I think the rest of our stuff's fairly high. Yeah. Uh, the battle chateau, not the battle like Mason. Right. But the battle chateau, we're both into the battle chateau. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. grinding that thing and trying to get all the titles I could. I loved. The Battle Chateau. I definitely spent more time in the Battle Mason just because of me getting into competitive, but I think the Battle Chateau is cool. Um, I just always kind of like those features in Pokemon games where you're able to re-battle certain mm-hmm. trainers, um, and the title system is kind of fun, but I don't have too much to say on it. I just think it's nice. I think it looks cool. I think it'd be cool if your title carried out beyond right, uh, right. the Battle Chateau, but... I spent a lot of time on that route with the painters and the flowers of the Battle Chateau. That's mm-hmm. one of my, like, I think the most picturesque areas, mm-hmm. um, as well as being a fun thing to do. <laughs> Mine is just associated, my memories of that route are just so associated with the bike theme and just going back and forth, trying to hatch that egg. See, I did all my hatching in Silage City, where the Silage Bop occurs. Uh, the si- the Silage Bop. Yes. Um, 
And then battle restaurants. We both love battle restaurants. Yeah, I think they were really nice. I thought that they were so interesting. I loved the stipulations on the battles. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the theming was cool. I was really sad when they didn't reappear in X and Y and, or in uh, Sun and Moon in some fashion. Well, they kind of. There's the one city that has a battle restaurant, but it's not. It's not the same. No. Well, technically, it's only in one city in XMI2, but yeah. I... But there's, like, multiple. There's, like, a culture in... A fake culture in that city surrounding, like, well, you got to go to the battle restaurant, you know, that kind of thing. Which is, yeah, and I think that they were really well done. Um, and then your competitive experience started with XMI. Right. This was... Okay, so when XMI came out, it was kind of the first time when I was really getting unhindered access to a lot of the elements of the internet. And so I was able to, like, find the competitive Pokemon community through that and be like, well, I want to do this in-game. So I started, you know, building some really bad teams because it was competitive Pokemon at that time was a matter of, like, breeding the best Pokemon. And if you didn't already have the resources necessary for that, you were kind of SOL unless you just wanted to do it for hours, which I ended up doing. But I was just making teams out of Pokemon that I liked, you know? I made a team with Mega Venusaur and Darmanitan. I can't remember what else was on that team, but Mega Venusaur obviously was pretty good at the time. But Darmanitan, you you could take it or leave it. I remember, like, I would just spend hours watching streams of people, like, building and battling with competitive teams. Because for whatever reason, right when that game, well, I know the reason, right when that game came out, the competitive scene just hit, like, a fever pitch. And it was mostly because of the PSS, because it was so easy. It was so easy to find tons of battles just by people in your little, like, passerby section and, like, have, like, good battles and being able to, like, see, like, okay, well, here's what the meta is. It's the best online su- system we've had in a Pokemon game since. I wish they'd bring it back. Mm. Um, and I just really believe that that is the key element that that and also... Finally, the for whatever reason, the kind of gatekeeping on the competitive community was let open. Yeah. Um, and so you had a bunch of new people pouring in, myself included. You had this great system implemented in the game. Some less than great systems to make competitive Pokemon, but still approachable enough to where I could understand it. And, you know, it all kind of came together, and I was, like, super into it. It was not very good. I've never been very good. I love competitive Pokemon. Not the best at it. Mm. In any shape or form. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i not really into competitive Pokemon. Um, I do play on Showdown sometimes, but, like, I do anything goes. I do some wild teams. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really have that same mm-hmm. experience with X and Y. It just totally changed the game for me. It, I totally started seeing Pokemon in a different way. It was weird because I had to kind of temper a lot of my expectations for Sun and Moon mm. as, like, oh, now I have to think about this as both a Pokemon fan and a competitive Pokemon fan, you know? I can't be worrying about the nature that my starter gets, right? Yeah. It was really interesting. I really just fell in love with competitive at that time. That was when I think I had just the most time to dedicate to it yeah. in-game. And it everything came together with the right elements, you know? Uh, and I will always be nostalgic for that time because that was when I really started being able to just, like, kick my friend's butt in Pokemon. Yeah. Because none of them were really into competitive, and so they were just, like, bringing in some of their stronger Pokemon, and I was just... I think that was what... And this is something that I probably should have talked about earlier, but 
another thing that fostered my love and nostalgia for these games is that I had just had this community of people in high school that really got into these, these games when they came out, and part of that included battling. And eventually I was like, well, I'm just going to become the best. And I did. And at that point it was like, oh, I'm like, I'm the best. I can take them out with these Pokemon. And then eventually I realized, well, I'm not that good at all. But it was just a super engaging time for Pokemon with me. That competitive kind of opened. And Wonder Training was a thing too. Oh, yeah. Wonder Training's great. Yeah. I, I did a lot of Wonder Training just just to do it, not even for competitive. I just thought it was an interesting little right. side thing. Right. Wonder Training, for those that don't know and how it ties to competitive, lots of people would Wonder Trade their like breed breeding rejects away. So you were able to get like Pokemon with good IVs or egg moves just kind of at random mm. uh, really easily. Yeah, and then... Um... Also, the little sports mini games. Yeah, yeah. So, Super Training, yeah, I super think is training. what it was called. Yeah, Wonder Trading, Super Training. Yeah. That I was also that. another reason that I was able to get into competitive, even though I stopped using it after a while because the horde encounters were faster. And I think it's a theme that Pokemon's done with trying to like open up competitive to the widest array of right, people possible. Right. Um, we've we've got confirmed some things that are going to help help with that with the Gen Eight. So good. Those mints are just. A godsend. Minty fresh. <laughs> um, so I think that about wraps up our discussion yeah. of Pokemon X and Y. Um, to anyone who's a big fan of Aorus, sorry, like, we just didn't play Aorus. Or I didn't. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about it a little bit, but I, since you haven't played it, there's not much to talk about. You know Gen 3 and you love Gen 3. Yeah. I like. I think the crop of Megas that were introduced in Aorus were better, but other than that, it wasn't a huge... Yeah. wasn't a huge impact on either of our playing experiences. No. I, I mean, I remember the night. Like, I remember staying up till midnight to download that game, but I don't remember too much else after that. Yeah, I'm... I Just briefly, I don't like the primals. There are people who were like, it's Kyogre, but cool. Groudon, but cool. I just... Uh, I don't know. I think it's like putting a hat on top of a person with a mask. Like, it's just like two accessories... It's, like, already a legendary, and now it's, like, better legendary. I disagree. I, I think they're pretty nice. I, but... You know what? You have that opinion, and that's fine. I don't... <laughs> I'm a little bit defensive of Gen 3. I, I do appreciate that I got a remake. I do appreciate that younger people got to be introduced to the Hoenn region and got to be introduced mm-hmm. to the, the Swampert, mm-hmm. I think, Swampy Boy. Um, I just personally am not super into it, um, but I'm not against other people being into it. I would love to have a discussion with you about those games if you were ever to actually play them at some point. Yeah, I think, I mean, if there's a demand for it, I'll play them. I'll talk about them. Well, there, there is a demand, and it's me. Okay. And, I mean, any customers that happen to right, right. You know, wander exactly. into the store and demand that I play <laughs> Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, because I will only play Alpha Sapphire. If Which we're makes sense. This. So, but yeah, our shift's almost over. So, yeah, boss man's coming back. We gotta leave. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for anyone out there who's listening right now. We know this is our first episode. Yep, um, might, might be a little weird to yeah. sit here and listen to us ramble. Uh, maybe it'll get more formatted. Maybe it won't. Maybe you can suggest stuff. Maybe you won't. We look forward to doing this more. Mm-hmm. Killing time, talking Pokemon. Right. It's been a great night to have you folks here. We want to just thank you for listening again, and uh, we'll see you on the next shift. Yeah, make sure to pick up any wrappers you left on the floor. Yeah, I'm looking at you, David.